The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher, everyone. Indeed we are. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Marie. How you doing today? Great. Wonderful. Happy Thursday. It's a beautiful day here in the, in the neighborhood. It is. <laughs> the yes, sun is shining. I know that there are people that say the SAD or seasonal effectiveness disorder is not real, but I'm here to tell you that it is, and it's been around for centuries. I people think it feel is. better when yeah. the sun is out. It's you know, it doesn't mean they have to be on a pill, but they do. They feel better when the sun is out because it's vitamin D three. Yes, but <laughs> it makes you feel good. How can you be sad when? Oh, the Rangers! Oh! Yeah, baby! Yeah! <laughs> Congratulations, That's our Texas crazy. Rangers. I watched it last night. I've been, I watched the series. I love the World Series, you know. Uh, I do. And congratulations to our Texas Rangers. I, I like feel the- that being the cynical one on the show, it is my duty to say it only took 63 years. But aside from that, <laughs> all four of Dallas's major... Uh, professional sports teams have now been to the big show and won. Yeah, it was amazing. It was. What is the biggest thing in basketball? Uh, the, the playoffs. The championship, the oh, NBA. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't and have yeah. a fancy name, like yeah. uh, and then yeah. even hockey. like college ball has, you know. Yeah. Hockey's the Stanley Cup. That's right. I remember back in the day uh, watching Troy Aikman, you know, with the Cowboys. That's when I had my season tickets. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other guys that were on the team, the the, the trio. Help me out here, you guys. Troy, Troy, and Deion um, D- uh, Sanders. Well, he he did play for for the Cowboys. He was, yeah. Uh, I ran into him in Nordstrom one time with his with his wife and child. And it's, Emmitt and Smith, are, Michael Irving. There you, there you go, go Michael yes. Irving. Yes. <laughs> okay. And who else? Barry Switzer. No. Well, well, well. He Wayne did, Gretzky. No, no, oh, no. no. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the trio. Troy oh. Aikman, um, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, yes, Twinkle Emmett Toes. Smith. That's who I was trying to think of, Emmett Smith. I like One Emmett of my favorite Smith. images is of Emmett Smith in ballet class when they started uh-huh. making him take ballet. Oh, And yeah. seeing him at the bar doing plies. Yep. I rem- well, you know, um, when I remember one of our first franchises uh, with uh, Wingstop was at Valley Ranch, and I think Troy Aikman owned it. I think either him or he or Emmett Smith bought one. I can't, isn't that terrible? I can't remember. But, you know, um, but, yeah, so <laughs> it was back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's exciting, gosh. and there is going to be a parade. Is there a, okay, when's the parade? The parade is at twelve fifteen, but I think it's going to be in Arlington. But let me let me check today. Oh. No, no, tomorrow. Oh. Okay, tomorrow. Oh, well, that was. I don't know. I didn't. You know. Why don't they do it on a Saturday so more people can go? Texas Rangers World Series parade to be held in Arlington on Friday. I mean, they hardly ever play any games on the weekend. Why would they have the parade on the weekend? I don't 
don't know, so people could celebrate with it's, them. It's it's the American pastime. You're supposed to be able to ask for the day off to go to a baseball game. Okay. What street is it on? And what company? In Arlington. <laughs> I'm joking. Arlington, to me, <laughs> I don't know where what street it would be on. The highway? Uh, 35? 30? No. What is it? <coughs> well, Six Flags? 30 West goes goes that straight right through it. From, no. It'll, it'll yeah. be around uh, Globe Life Stadium, and then it'll go back to the old ballpark, the Globe Life Park, and loop around there and then come back up. Yeah. Well, you know, Dewan, you spoke, but we didn't introduce you. Dewan Bennett, how you doing? You're our show okay. today. I'm used to being I'm used to being the forgotten stepchild in life. Oh. <laughs> we, we, I well, so were you watching the game last night? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, 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 I well, the TV was on and I was watching it, but the TV's on and my laptop's always in my lap, so I was I was watching it and it was watching me. Okay. Yeah, I watched it on my lap on my laptop on Hulu Live. That's how I watch it. I don't have cable in my house anymore. I haven't for quite a while. So I got Hulu and I can get any live game I want anywhere, you know, in, in anywhere, which is which is awesome. So or if you have a smart TV, I guess you can hook the Hulu up to the smart TV. But uh, we did. You know, yeah. M- Marie attempted to my the television I have is like super old um, and I'm not replacing it. It's huge. It's like a hundred and twenty inch inches it was one of the biggest ones they made at the time but i have a big wall in my big living room and we had a big time watching <laughs> you just need a remote you guys she doesn't have the remote so imagine programming the tv with the little buttons on the side <laughs> oh my God. Hold on. you can buy a universal remote though right like you can yeah uh, well, okay yeah. i'll get one well, i'll get one uh-huh. you know it's just more convenient for me to watch on my laptop in the kitchen or if i feel like laying down i'll go you know go watch it in the bed room i like the big <laughs> tv experience and and you've got the I do speakers too. attached i do i have my whole sono system like, so the game can play in the whole house yes. and outside isn't that cool yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. In my that's... in my upstairs, I kind of have like, if you think of kind of when you go like to a sports bar where they have like multiple TVs uh-huh. side by side. So like in my game room area, I have like two big seventy five inch screens that are side by side, so I can watch multiple games at once. So it's it's always nice. cool when there's live sporting events. Yeah. I'm like I can watch multiple, and so having the World Series on, I think I had that on, and I think I had some NBA highlights on on the other other TV, which it was pretty cool. Yeah, how's the new baby doing? Baby's great. Um, the baby gets all the sleep that she desires and wants. Uh, <laughs> Do her, you? Her mother and I. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think we we we, we get sleep when we can. But it, it's one thing about you know having a newborn is. There's the anticipation of change, right? When she's pregnant, okay, my wife's seven, eight months, okay. Oh, we know it, the time's coming. The baby's going to be here, but we're not going to get any sleep. But then yeah. once the baby's here, every day gets easier. Yeah. Right. right. And so, you know, once the baby's born, everybody's healthy, every day gets easier. And so I, I, I know for me, it's like, yeah, I get more sleep than I did the day before. Uh-huh. So <laughs> we're moving in the right, in, in the right direction. 
I remember when I was pregnant for my first baby and my mother said, sleep now because once you have a baby, you'll never sleep the same again. And she was right. Because mm. <laughs> you always worry. You're always worried about them. If, it doesn't matter what their age is. You know, if, if there's any trouble going on, you can't sleep. But uh, but it's great to have you with us here today. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear uh, about, you know, everything's going well. And congratulations again, uh, Dewan, to the birth of your new baby girl. And uh, it's Thank great you. to have you with us. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, for those of you listening for the first time who have not had the pleasure of listening to Dewan Bennett, he is a licensed professional counselor with two master's degrees and over 14 years of counseling experience. He currently has his own practice, Dewan Bennett Counseling in Dallas, Texas. He believes the key to mental and behavioral success is mastering self-awareness and emotional control. I've said this for years. I couldn't agree with you more. I think those are the two defining factors as well. But you can find Dewan on Instagram at d.bennett underscore counseling or his website dbennettcounseling.com that's dbennettcounseling.com and today we're talking about tips for managing holiday stress so Dewan, what are some of the biggest stressors around the holiday <laughs> i know well, I, I think i know the first one <laughs> I, I think in the reality is you know it's, it's kind of like that anticipatory aspect of it that expectations right and so when you think about it when you, or you, as you're preparing for the holidays, you're thinking about all the things that you have to do. All the, the food has to be cooked perfectly because mother's coming and she's going to judge the meal. You have to buy the right gifts because you want everybody to be surprised. So what's the expectations of creating a perfect holiday that you kind of just basically start with before you even get into the stressors of the, of the buying the gifts and being around family and, you know, and cooking the food and entertaining everyone it's just kind of that anticipation or that expectation of all the things that you have to do that gets the kind of stress started. Yeah, but do you have to lose your mind like that and make it so special? Can it just unfold naturally with just some, I don't know. I think that we sometimes put too much pressure on ourselves to to outperform one another, if you will, when, when really simplicity is always um, best, whether it's cooking a meal or the gift that you give. Uh, Right, but no? there's got to be a mutual decision that everybody's going to do it or not, because that's and your family. Not to bring up your business, but Marie, <laughs> but they have a like. <laughs> they already know what they're getting, and they have like they they tell each other what they want, and then they buy it and they send it to each other, whatever. It gets a little out of hand. It yeah, does. and it's and like what? That's like a joy yeah. sucker, isn't it? What's the, you might as well just go buy it yourself. I know. Or, uh, we're trying to figure out something to where we don't do that. Because yeah. it's just too hard. Yeah, it's well, such a joy. Well, if that's I the way it works, I would like a new vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need the make, the model, too. where to buy it, and the link. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it can be easier, but I think that there's there's a couple things that are at play here. So I think as people, we are we're naturally perfectionists, right? We want things to be perfect. We have an ideal view of how the holidays are going to be. And a lot of that is based on kind of our nostalgic feelings from our childhood and enjoying holidays. Mm -hmm. You got to remember when we were kids, it was the funnest time of the year, literally. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and and so we, we want to re recreate that in aspect. And then there's other aspects of people pleasing, right? We want our houses to be clean and we want everything to look nice and we want the food to taste good and we want the perfect dessert. So we have, I, I think about my mom and, you know, she does Christmas every year and she invites everyone to the home. And we may have 12 people in the house because, you know, people are in and out. But we may have 12 people that are in the house all day. My mom may have like eight or nine different desserts. And I look at her like, Mom, wow. you're, sl 
slavey making all these desserts. We're only going to eat like two or three of them. (laughs) That's her love language, don't you think? (laughs) That's how she shows you. I, I know for me, cooking is how I tell people I love them. Oh, I know that for sure. I know my mom wants, I know she wants the reputation of, the house where the food is good, right? Yeah and, yeah. and she puts a lot of pride into, you know, her holiday meals. And, and, and yes, they're great. And, you know, a lot of people come over to my mom's house just to get certain bowls of things. But I think that sometimes that pressure, you, you're so tired, you can't really mm-hmm. enjoy it because you wake up at 6 a.m. to cook and you're not done until 7 p.m. And so yeah. it's just it's just hard. Yeah. Well, and there's so much pressure, especially with Thanksgiving dinners, because, you know, if you're going to have a turkey or a tofurkey, you know, <laughs> you got to have the gravy uh, <laughs> and the mashed potatoes and the cranberries and all these things, right, to go with it. And then, like I said, the tofurkey, if you've got a, a vegan, you've got to have vegan gravy along with the other gravy. You've got all these different, you know. Or uh, a turducken. Or a, tr- <laughs> a turducken. <laughs> <laughs> now that's overkill. <laughs> Which part? The turducken? The turducken, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what is the turducken? I don't even know. It is a turkey laughing. stuffed with a duck that has been stuffed with oh. a chicken. Oh, uh-huh. that's terrible. Yeah. Ugh. Ooh. <laughs> it's layered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Now that's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a three-layered have... fowl, yeah, especially getting the duck to eat a chicken. I'll tell you a, a, a really funny story. Back in the day, you know, so when I bought my first tofurkey, uh, for myself and my then husband, we didn't have any children, and I was going to make a tofurkey, and we were going to, and then we went went to the turkey trot and all this stuff. Okay, and Say the, that again. It, it was tofurkey, <laughs> and so the, <laughs> but, but it was so bad, we ended up at Luby's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back when Luby's, you remember Luby's? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> which that's probably the last time I ever made anyone work on a holiday. And I don't even know. I think he probably insisted. I probably wasn't me. I don't remember exactly, but I have like this rule, this family rule that I don't make other people work on any holiday, especially Thanksgiving when they should be with their families. And our restaurants were always closed on uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, not New Year's Eve, um, but on Thanksgiving and Christmas for sure. You sell a lot of pizzas on New Year's Eve. And wings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm looking at the clock and we need to go to break. It's tofurkey time. So <laughs> stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> I had to say it one more time. I just threw it in there. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio with Dewan Bennett. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. 
His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle. Formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early, as well as Dewan Bennett. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking with Dewan Bennett. He is a licensed professional counselor with two master's degrees and over 14 years of counseling experience. He currently owns his own practice, Dewan Bennett Counseling here in Dallas, Texas. He believes the key to mental and behavioral success is mastering self-awareness and emotional control. You can find Dewan on Instagram at d.bennett underscore counseling. That's d.bennett underscore counseling or his website dbennettcounseling.com. We're talking about tips for managing holiday stress. So Dewan, what stresses you out the most during the holiday? I think just kind of the schedule of everything, trying to figure out how to maximize the time and not be tired, right? So for me, it's, you know, my wife and I, we do a lot of cooking for Thanksgiving since we don't necessarily go home. Uh, we, we, we kind of host. And so just trying to figure out how do I, what time should I wake up? Uh-huh. <laughs> start, Early. Start the cooking. <laughs> and then how do I get a nap in there sometime before everybody starts to show up so I can maximize um, the hanging out as well as get ready to leave to go out before Black Friday. So for me, it's just kind of like bringing everyone in the home, trying to make sure everybody's comfortable, trying to make sure everybody has some level of entertainment, but also trying to make sure people have a level of space where they can kind of relax and sit down and things of that nature. Because when you're around people all day, you know people are going to kind of need some quiet time. And so just trying to make sure everybody's comfortable was probably the biggest stressor for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I think for, we read that one of the major causes of stress during the holiday uh, season is the inability to set boundaries. It's so difficult to set boundaries with people. Uh, and I, I don't know, how do you handle a difficult person? What's the best way? Just straightforward, like, hey, you're difficult. Knock it off. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I believe the best way uh, to deal with people um, when it comes to boundaries is just being straightforward with them. But I think for a lot of people, they're not comfortable sometimes with being as assertive in that regard. So uh-huh. I think maybe, you know, maybe just kind of putting some rules and parameters in place in general to, to maybe even weed out those people who are difficult or kind of have an understanding of what the expectations are. An example, we always talk about the drunk uncle, right? And so if you know you have an uncle or a family member who comes over and they're usually, they drink too much and they come belligerent and they kind of ruin the holidays, mm-hmm. then you can create a boundary of, hey, we're not going to have any alcohol, guys. Like, we're going to minimize, we're going to do, we're going to do a dry Thanksgiving. And so create some rules um, and put some boundaries in place that allows you to feel comfortable again because remember boundaries are the lines that exist between you being comfortable and uncomfortable once you get to a point in which you're un- where you're uncomfortable maybe there's some boundaries that need to be put in place to make you feel comfortable so yeah. i think if you don't feel comfortable talking with the person that's always my recommendation even yeah. before you go to another family member and talk to mom to talk talk to them first let them know how you're feeling and what's going on 
And if you realize, okay, maybe they're not going to respect that boundary, let me put some boundaries in place that can better help navigate the situation for sure. Using two by fours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys have any people in your family? I, I, I do. I have one person I'm not going to identify, but uh, he's just never invited anymore. He's never invited. He's just he's he's just such a pain in the neck. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can't deal with him. We've tried. We've tried numerous times. And then finally, everybody's like, hey, until he decides to take ownership of his bad behavior, we're done with him. I know it sounds terrible, but, you know, you can only put up with so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and it, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Marie. Oh, no, I was going to say, too, what I have problems with boundaries is that uh, deciding where to go because uh, I have, you know, someone in Chicago and then relatives in Austin and then I my parents are divorced. So I have two sets of Mm -hmm. people in Dallas and it's kind of hard. And how do you set boundaries with where you go? Do you take turns? Yes. yes. Just kind of a rotating schedule thing. (laughs) Well, a lot of people deal with that, though, Dewan, don't they, with divorce? I mean, I know oh, in yeah. my family we have. It's very difficult sometimes, and, it, and that's why it's really important to just, I don't know, try to be as peaceful as possible and just roll with whatever happens. And uh, you know, But it's difficult. I know it's been difficult for me because I love the holidays, and I want my kids here the whole time. But once you're divorced, you do have to share them, and that's just the nature of the beast. You right? have to share it. And then the sharing part, especially in, uh, in split families, it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, what if, you know, you have a set of parents who live in Chicago and you have another set of parents who live in Dallas, right? What does that mean? Somebody's not going to see their kids for that particular holiday. And I know a lot of times parents rotate uh, holidays, but what if you have both families who go all out for the holidays? What happens if you have two kids? One kid wants to be in Dallas. One kid wants to be in Chicago. I think sometimes the dynamics of figuring that all out can be very hard. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you always feel like there's a level of FOMO, you know, where you feel like you may be missing out or your kids may be missing out because they didn't go to grandma's this year, but everybody's in grandma's this year. But this is right. the year that my this my ex is supposed to have them, and I know they're going to go somewhere else. And so this year, my the cousin Nancy and the cousin Roger, they're coming into town. They haven't been in town forever, and my kids are not going to meet their kids because they're going to be gone. And so mm-hmm. those pressures can add a lot of stress. What I always say to spouses or ex-spouses if the relationship is where you guys are truly co-parenting which means there's high levels of communication hey it won't hurt to ask just say hey i know this is your year this is kind of a, a different year family members are coming in can we do something where the kids can come just so they can meet the family members and we can switch out i'll give you an extra year back to back let's figure it out right because i mm-hmm. do think if you're flexible with your ex they'll be flexible with you and, you know, that level of flexibility can come in handy. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for the kids. I think it's so damaging when you put them in a position where they have to pick sides, right? Because they love both parents equally. Um, and it's just, it's not good. It's just not good for their for their mind, right? Don't you think, Dewan? And Marie, what are you over there? What are you, you going to think? Well, Dewan, I bet you're going to have a problem with a new grandbaby and everybody wants to see the baby, right? <laughs> do you, are you, do yes. you get to see everyone during baby the Baby on parade. Do you have to choose? <laughs> Well, the good thing for us is, you know, we've kind of been in the same routine uh, probably for the last 17 years where, you know, Christmas is my family. So we we tend to go to California uh, for about 10 days or so during the the Christmas break. And Thanksgiving is usually reserved for my wife's family. Now, what that means sometimes is there are times where we will go to Oklahoma to see her family. 
But then there are times where her family may not do anything. So then we'll have something here in Dallas and maybe they'll come down to us or our friends and everyone will come over. And so we, 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 we haven't really had to have that discussion or that debating years, even with the new grandbaby, because everybody knows they're going to get their chance to see her. I know sometimes the grandmas are like, well, hold on, this grandma got to see the baby first, yeah. that grandma got to see the baby first. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah. the good yeah. thing is our my mom and my mother-in-law, they talk a lot on Facebook and, you know, and stuff like that. And they actually were plotting for us to have another kid together. And so I think that, you know, everybody has kind of understood their 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 role and when they get to see the grandbaby and we don't have to deal with the conflicts this year mm-hmm. so how can we keep our stress levels down during the holidays especially when finances are so low we all know that you know having a little extra money sure makes the uh makes for good grease to make the wheel of life go around <laughs> a little easier and right now i mean i don't know anybody that's not financially struggling at least a little bit and everything is so expensive it is i mean geez I think we have to be mindful of where we are financially. And I think, yes, last year you bought the PS5 and you, you know, you bought a lot of great gifts and you kind of want to kind of live up to that again. I think it's okay to have conversations with people and say, hey, this year we're going to scale it down. Instead of us, instead of me buying you these certain gifts, maybe, maybe a gift is that, you know, we do something together as a family, or maybe, maybe we make each other's gifts this year, or maybe we do an ugly Santa or something like that to where it takes a lot of pressure away from people buying expensive gifts and they can just Mm -hmm. buy gift cards or things of that nature. Uh, And so I think managing or being mindful that what you don't want to do is enter the holiday season because of the financial stress Mm -hmm. and then come out of the holiday season putting yourself in a financial burden, which increases or extends the holiday stress beyond the holidays. And so you want to be mindful of your spending during this time, create a budget, look at your budget, you know, two or three times before you commit to buying anything. And always remember that for not everyone's love language is gift giving. Some people, the best gift that you can give them is quality time. Mm -hmm. Some, some, for some grandparents who are coming into town, that's all the gift that their grandkids needed was yeah. to be able to spend quality time with them. And so it's important to understand, like, you don't have to buy people things in order to make them feel loved. Well, and making memories, uh, they last a lifetime as you were speaking. And I was listening. My mind went back in time to uh, one of the most, uh, uh, what do I want? I, I, one of the most memorable Christmases I ever had. And I was probably about four years old, but I remember it like it was yesterday. And my father and my uncle Kent, we would make wine. We had a, a, a wine press and everything and a wine cellar in our cellar in upstate New York. And they had made homemade wine, okay? So my father tapped the wine on Christmas Eve. And I remember us all jumping around waiting for my father. And we were so excited. And my uncle Kent to tap the wine. But the point is, there was no fancy. We never got a lot because there were so many of us. We didn't get a lot of gifts, per se, you know, under the tree. Mm-hmm. My mother would maybe buy us a Madame Alexander doll or something like that and that was our big gift and marie's looking at me <laughs> i don't know what you're I thinking i don't know what a madam alexander i don't doll either is. Have to look well they're just lovely little dolls and we and we would get one each year um but i remember the year i got little red riding hood i still have it i think i was seven when i got that um but you know um it doesn't take a lot of money uh to to make memories memories that are golden that will last for decades for for a lifetime really you know, I'm sharing that holiday um, memory right now. I'll never forget it. And my kids oh. have heard the story a million times, and we've actually got a video of it. 
And it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. And then later on that night, my Uncle Kent and my uh, father drank a little too much wine, and they were making snow angels in a snowbank, and I'll never forget that. (laughs) 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 Jerry's getting mad at us. Oh, because we're way over break. Okay, I'm not paying attention uh, to uh, the signal. (laughs) All right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. Everyone, stay tuned. You are listening to Dewan Bennett on One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. We're back. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell Marie Early and Dewan Bennett. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking about tips for managing holiday stress. Okay. We all have it. The, the, Thanksgiving is what? Just a few weeks away. It's early this year, just a little bit because, you know, the first of the month is to uh, wait. No, today's the second, right? Yeah. What day is it? It's the second. It's, the <laughs> it's second. Thursday. Today is the second. <laughs> Thursday the second. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, Dewan, uh, what, if anything, should you say to your children if you're having financial issues during the holidays? What do you say to them without freaking them out? Because you know how kids, you know, will just, you know, get really super worried if their parents, are uh, they think, are having any financial difficulties. I know I did when I was a kid. So how do you prevent that? So I, I think I think it's really about having an early conversation with them about it. I don't think you have to tell them, hey, we're broke. I think you can necessarily <laughs> say that, hey, 
you know, we are we're going to we're, we're, we have a budget this year that we're going to spend for Christmas. So, you know, we're going to do things a little differently so we don't spend a whole lot of money. We're going to find different ways to celebrate. And I think you can tell the kids, hey, um, you know, give me a list of things that you may want and I'll pick something from your list. Uh, you can give them a set limit to spend. Or, again, if you're not necessarily planning on spending money, you can let them know why you're not spending money. I think the, the, the thing about kids, if you let them know mm-hmm. why, they're usually okay with it. If they yeah. find out on the day because they open up the gifts and they don't really have anything, then they'll be disappointed. But if you have conversations with them, you know, they're, these are people who are going to be future adults. They're thinkers. And so if you treat them like people and you give them an opportunity to communicate, you'll mm-hmm. be surprised how many kids, um, are okay with that. I have plenty of families that, hey, how should I talk to my kids about our budget for Christmas and things? I say, just tell them. And then they tell the kids, they end up having a great Christmas and the kids enjoy it anyway. And so I think for us, it's a lot more stress for us as adults because we think we're letting our kids down when the reality is, I mean, for most kids, anything free, they're going to appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And when you have I, a Christmas like that, they are going to remember that, especially if it's still a good Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's going to stick yeah. out in their in their memory. Absolutely. I mean, I know children that, oh, my gosh, the gifts that they get at their birthdays and holidays are just over the top, like uh, ridiculous. I remember, uh, and and, 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 and they're, these kids are not the happiest kids I've ever seen either. Not coincidentally, right? right? I remember the first time I asked my mom for money, maybe a dollar or something, you know, to get something at the store, candy or whatnot. And she said, I don't have any. And I, the fear I got, like, what do you mean you don't have uh-huh. it? I thought parents just had money all the right, time right. in their wallet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was I like, can... what do you mean you don't have any money? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have the fondest memories with my dad, and I would ask him, Daddy, can I have a dollar for the dance? Uh-huh. You know, if I was short on babysit- uh, babysitting money. I started I started working babysitting when I was nine years old um, and making, making a little side hustle. <laughs> early age Mm -hmm. but I remember when I would ask him for a dollar or two for the dance or something and he'd go sure honey you know and he'd pull out like a a roll of they were mostly ones I'm sure (laughs) but But it was still a wad of cash it was a wad of cash and that's back cash is king by the way and it still should be but anyway your parents always had dollars if he would have told me no I think I would have freaked out you know I asked my dad for a dollar once for ice cream, and he told me the story about how he shot frogs in the pond for dinner. Oh, gosh. So I guess the answer was no. No dollar. I did not get ice cream that day. That is correct. Gosh, you had a miserable childhood, I have to say. I think about some of the stories you tell me. I want to just take you to the top of the mountain and cleanse your soul, Jer, and we'll make you forget all the. And we'll buy you ice cream and make you forget about all that horrible stuff. Oh, my gosh. You, yeah. you, you know the you know the, the crazy part about Burns saying that line. I just want to take you to the top of the mountain. Usually, when people say they want to take you to the top of the mountain, they're like, "I want to take you to the top of the mountain and shoot you." I was like, "Burns, right, exactly. <laughs> just go ahead and put you out of your misery right now." I thought you go to the top of the mountain to get a better view of what life really means. That's what I thought. Yeah, but it's brief. Right before they pull out the shotgun. I did not know that. I, okay, I won't use that anymore. <laughs> Well, okay, we're sitting. Where's she gonna go with this? We are all sitting here giggling. (laughs) Laughter is laughter is such great medicine. You know, watching old movies and stuff like that. That's one of the best parts of the holidays. And does everybody out there listening love Christmas Eve like I do? I just think it is the most wonderful Mm -hmm. 
evening of the whole wonderful it is it is it is it is such a beautiful spiritual just beautiful peaceful i don't know makes me want to sing silent night and just all these things that we did when i was a kid those are the things that make memories for kids you know dewan do you have a favorite childhood holiday memory or things that y'all would do every year so i am an extrovert and so my holiday memories are just being around all my cousins, right? Being oh, able to, yeah. you know, to, to, to you know, to to be hanging out in various rooms of the house, cussing and doing all the things you're not supposed to do as a awesome. kid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> while uh-huh. the adults are doing adult stuff. And so, yeah, I, I just like being around. Your, you know, I just remember going to my grandmother's house. We would all go there. I mean, it would be fifty, sixty people in a thirteen hundred square foot home, uh-huh. and, like. You know, but we're just having fun. Yeah. Everybody's eating and enjoying themselves. And so I like the eating part and I like the people part. Yeah. It, the did house. you ever? Did you ever get up on top of the roof, Dewan? Uh, so <laughs> like Santa? No. Kids like that. House. We used to climb on the roof. I, I don't spent know so why. much time on my roof. So much time <laughs> on my roof. <laughs> we climbed. What, 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 how do we how do we just say you know i think i'm gonna climb up on top of the roof like how does that happen i had a tree that grew right <laughs> next to my to the roof on my house we had a patio that was covered and it was just attached to the roof and i could get up on the tree grab this one branch swing uh-huh. down and drop onto the roof and there i was oh my gosh and then i could jump off of the roof to get back down so that was that was that was a no-brainer yeah I loved you. I used to love being up on top of the roof. I used to think, I don't know. I just used to love being on the roof. My brother and my dad <laughs> used to always give me a hard time on Christmas morning and, and say, God, Santa was so loud on the roof last night. Didn't you hear and the reindeer? And I'm like, no. And I was getting so upset that I didn't hear it. And I, well, and tell, okay, so tell the story you were telling me during the break about your mo- her mother felt guilty uh, for years because she didn't get Marie this Barbie doll that she wanted. She's been carrying around this guilt for yeah. years, you know. And I don't even remember getting upset. I don't funny? remember that. That We went to see the Barbie movie together, and she said, Ma- Marie, I have to tell you something. I should have gotten you that Barbie years ago. <laughs> you mean she still didn't? She yeah. had this perfect opportunity to go to the Barbie movie and present you with a Barbie doll. She thought that Barbies were too adult. They were too, like, you know. They, they were, were a little promiscuous. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know. Really? But a it's little just bit. Some things that you hold on to really aren't a big deal. Deal. They're usually, Duane, isn't this true that the person that's upset is the one that holds on to it longer than the person that it was done to? You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I think that sometimes the the reason why you may find people upset or bothered is because, again, they're holding on to stuff or they're holding on to, to situations in a way that's like they're taking it personal. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. They're taking it personal. My parents <laughs> never got me a Barbie doll, and I asked a number of times. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you what about Ken? You, did you want just a Barbie doll because um, you like playing with dolls, or was Ken involved? Or well, I mean, my parents eventually got me a Ken doll. <laughs> it was the uh, it was the one that had the marker that you could uh, put a beard on his face, yeah. and that it had this little razor with a sponge on it. You'd get it wet, and it would yeah. wipe the beard off like he was shaving, oh, and that yeah. was all right. But Barbie had all the cool stuff. She had all the cool accessories. She had oh, all yeah. the clothes. She had all the stuff, man. And my mm-hmm. niece would come over, and she would play with her Barbie dolls, and we would sit there together and, and play with her Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. And I What just, about I, G.I. Joe? I wasn't too big into G.I. Joe. I liked the yeah, Masters of the Universe. I had a lot of G.I. Joes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had a lot of G.I. Joes. I yeah. liked He-Man. I liked Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I liked yeah, Legos. all those guys. 
I love my, chatting my, about this. I, I this is so mom, much fun. <laughs> my mom had me. I, I think I told you guys this before. My mom had me when she was sixteen, and and, and my brother. So she was a teenage mom. She had mm. three kids by the age of twenty-four, right? So wow. I. My mom, I think, used to maybe feel guilty by having this at such a young age and not always having a million things. So our Christmas, she should definitely go all out, like overcompensate. And so I think not only did we used to get whatever we kind of we asked for, I think that we also used to have like there was always like an extra big gift that we got that we were unaware of that we were getting. And so our Christmas, we used to typically get whatever we asked for, and I think probably by the age of. 14, 15, we would just ask for a set amount of money. But I always remember <laughs> just like, okay, this is the gift I asked for. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to buy me something else that I did ask for. Let me see what that gift is. So that always used to be cool because there's always something that you needed that you didn't know you needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, because they know you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the curiosity yeah. killed the cat, man. Oh, my God. But satisfaction brought it back. I remember one year I broke into the closet. I went and got a screwdriver, and I unscrewed the padlock because the curiosity was killing me, and I knew that the Christmas presents were in that closet, <laughs> and I broke into it. <laughs> I did that one year, <laughs> and it was a Super Nintendo. Oh, gosh. oh see? And oh, I had yeah. absolutely... It had no effect on me. That's funny. <laughs> I saw that I had it. I was excited. And when I got it, I was still excited. Yeah. No, I, oh gosh. And, and kids are so, so much fun. They add so much to the holidays. Um, and I'm looking at the clock. We need to go to break. We are blowing oh, yeah, through this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got to yeah. pay some bills. <laughs> right. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, Rise and Resist, in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Sheila E. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't that her name? It's her name, right? Sheila Easton. She was hot. 
Sheila E. That's Sheena Easton. Oh, Sheena Sheila. Easton and Sheila E. She- yeah. yeah. Okay, two different people. Anyway, I remember. Uh, I remember that song very well. It was from the '80s, right, or the '90s? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, late '80s. Yeah. Well. A glamorous <laughs> life. I, I like That's it too. A, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And you can't afford her lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dewan, would you like to sing along? Uh, <laughs> uh, do, do you guys want us to mess up the ears of the listeners? <laughs> go, go ahead. It feels good to sing on the air, even if you suck. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a, That's I'm, what I'm karaoke is for. I'm going to sing to myself in the shower like I normally do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great to have you on the show. It always is. And I love that we're having just a a friendly conversation today, a nice talk uh, regarding, you know, tips for managing holiday stress, because everybody is going to go through some sort of stress through the holidays. It's just, you know, it's part of it. Right. And so, you know, what about stressors on holiday? What about relationships? Give us some good advice to put in our pocket to take with us when we're dealing with maybe a difficult relationship during the holidays. I mean, don't feel obligated to um, invite, you know, your partner to see your family if you're not a guy, if you're not in a healthy place. One of the hardest things is to, to do is to fake being happy when you're not. And mm. you, you happen to be around your partner and you have to fake that you're happy and fake that everything's okay because you guys are visiting grandma for the holidays. It's okay to go separate ways as, 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 you know, for the holidays. It doesn't mean the relationship is going to break up. It doesn't mean to everyone else it's going to look like the relationship is, is, is in a, it's in a problem state. It just means that both of you guys had different, you know, different responsibilities and made different options. Now, be aware that, you know, uh, the holiday season is when, you know, most breakups occur. And so I think, you know, for various different reasons. So That's you know, crazy. You, yeah, I remember you yeah. saying that before. I had totally forgotten that. Go, finish your sentence, and then why? Why during the holidays? I, I think I think you know the holiday is of surrounding about surrounding yourself with people you love and you care for, and it's a time where you know you don't have the capacity for extra stressors, right? There's inherited stressors with the holidays, and I think at that point in time you start to look around, and you, you whether you financially have to buy a person a gift or you have to spend time with the family. You start to look at a person and, and really evaluate, is this person part of my future? Do I want to make the extra investment of dealing with the stressor of this person, buying them gifts, being around their families? And I think that's one of the reasons why you see people tend to end relationships around this time, just because the the expectation of being around family and taking the relationship to the next stage. And that usually is uh, is the time where people feel like, hey, it's time to really cut bait with something that I feel is not working as well as people want to go into the new year sometimes with a fresh start, especially mm-hmm. if they know something is not going to, you know, work for them. Mm, interesting. Well, you know, grief too can be triggered during the holiday season. What can we do to help a loved one who's suffering from a loss during the holidays? I think be there for them. I think one of the biggest reasons why holidays uh, trigger people more is because it's a time when they're used to being around those people that are no longer there for them. So making sure they're not alone, invite them over to your home. If they refuse, go by their house, pick them up and take them with you, like force them to get in a car, you know, or bring everybody to their home. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. making sure that you that you don't abandon them and don't make them feel lonely and isolated. They're going to refuse, especially if the, the loss is new. Why is Uncle but Donnie wrapped in duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Be persistent. Make sure they're not alone. And, 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 and go from there and try to figure out ways to help them celebrate that person that they lost uh, mm-hmm. instead of instead of continue to, to grieve and mourn them. Yeah. 
my uh, my aunt, my uncle passed away last year, and he was very ill during the holidays. And so my uh, aunt, my other aunt and uncle and her kids, they're all going to Charleston, South Carolina, and they rented a big house. Oh, nice. On the beach. To keep her company the and just celebrate. And nice. Yeah, and just get out of How that sweet. and out of that environment this year you nice. know and something oh, yeah. fresh yeah so i thought that was a great idea that is a great idea a, a really great idea any other advice uh Dewan, for uh, dealing with holiday stressors yeah i mean create realistic expectations make sure you're sharing your feelings uh with with with, with people um you know understand that there are going to be differences so respect people's differences respect the fact that they may not want alcohol in their house or respect the fact that they you know want you to get out of their house at three o'clock and sometimes just take a break to relax it's important to get some relaxation don't burn out during your holidays and i think you can make it through it successfully yeah i was reading earlier about alcohol from the book uh from the book outlive the science and art of longevity by peter atia medical doctor uh it's astounding. Alcohol's really bad for you. Too bad it makes you feel so good. So start, <laughs> you can always start January 1. That's what resolutions are for. I know, right? Or have a dry, what did, would you call it? A dry tuco, a dry, <laughs> a, a dry Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Thanksgiving, yeah. 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 All right. The, the, the clock is ticking. I got to wrap this up. Dewan, thank you so much for jumping on the air with us today. Everyone out there, thank you for listening. And we always appreciate I appreciate your support. Uh, You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get out there today and uh, knock the ball out of the park. (laughs) 